welcome to the 11th episode of the Pits and Coke podcast, where every two weeks I'm joined by guests or solo, like my last episode. And this week I'm quite excited about this episode because I've been following this guest for quite a while, so I'm excited to have our conversation. And no, I'm actually going to leave it to her to introduce herself. So, Ronke, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, thanks, Elizabeth. This is so exciting. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Um, I'm Ronke Lawal. Um, I have a PR consultancy based in the UK, uh, based primarily in London, but I've had clients all over the world. And I work with a lot of lifestyle, fast-moving consumer goods brands um, on their PR strategy, their media relations, and sometimes, unfortunately, their crisis, <laughs> or fortunately, the way you look at it. And more and more, I um, get brought in by clients to help them with personal brand facilitation and speaking, uh, public speaking training as well, and yeah. media training as well. Um, so yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That definitely must keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. Although, how do we define busyness? I'm always, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm quite, um, I'm quite, I don't know, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't want to attach myself to the word busy. I know it's a yeah. real word, it's a real thing but I just I feel like sometimes if we say are we being busy or we're being productive and I'd rather say I'm productive I like and I like to use yeah I like to use my time smartly I don't want to just fill up my time with stuff (laughs) (laughs) that is very very true because sometimes I'm like oh my god I'm so busy but then I'm like Mm, but am I really being productive? But then some days you're like, I'm productive, but I'm not exactly busy. Like today, I wasn't exactly busy, but I got a lot done, but it was quite a long day oh. up until this. Yeah, that's but- it. That's it. That's exactly what I want us to get into. Like, that's it. Like, let's change our kind of perception of business. Because remember, we're tying busyness to how much time we're spent to some doing something. So whether it's on our laptop or at work or whatever, or how active, like just doing, doing, doing. And then what happens when we step away from that is we're not able to relax. And then that's oh, the whole oh, self-care oh. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have like a real thing. And recently I've become like the granny of like my friends because I, I've been taking up hobbies to kind of unwind in the evening. So in, in July, I started painting. <laughs> so I did like a numbered mm-hmm. kind of painting and it took me like two months. But like in the evenings, I dedicate it to this painting and in the end everyone's but it annoys me because now everyone's like to me did you really paint that and I'm like I literally spent two months on that and then now I'm knitting <laughs> and, I'm oh, blanket, and I'm on row number one and literally all my friends are just like you're such a granny I'm like but you're gonna want to get under my blanket later so you know oh but, this is awesome though the creative and the creative skills are creative that's fantastic well done yeah because you Great. know like, especially with social media you're just always online and you consume so much information most which is oh. like unlike necessary absolutely Elizabeth. and so absolutely. it's important and to like find some sort of like mental wellness in between all of this and be like you know what I'm not thinking about stuff I'm not thinking about work I'm literally just using both my hands and I'm just like doing something and I'm present in that moment oh love that love that you don't you see you don't need we don't need a TED talk or a book <laughs> or a, you know we to, 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 to tell us that you know if we listen to our natural beat like if we listen to our inner voice and ourselves we know what we should be doing Absolutely. but I think you know, the, the entrepreneurial revolution of don't sleep, don't quit, keep going, keep going. And, you know, the work, you know, capitalism, work, work, work has made us just not listen to our natural selves. Because like you rightly say, we're not supposed to be on all the time. But I think yeah. tech has made us switched on 
all the time. And it's weird. Sometimes you're like, it's weird. Have you ever been somewhere? And we're going a bit off topic, but like, you know, you haven't got Wi-Fi or anything, but like you find your hand, you like yourself still on your phone. Like, I think I got to a point where I was like just deleting images because I was like, I just need to be doing something on my phone. <laughs> wow, but it's true. You see, this is good. And I think, I hope your listeners are really paying attention because, you know, until you said it, you, oh yeah, I'm thinking, oh, actually, sometimes, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I've noticed that and I've, and, I've, and I've taken a step back. But yeah, sometimes, I remember when I realized I was doing that, it's like, I don't need to always be on something. Yeah. Um, it's okay, just look out of the window. <laughs> Honestly, just, yeah. but one thing I've definitely got is like when I'm with people, like I'm, I, I know how to be present with people, and I don't, I, don't, I definitely mm. don't like t- you know when I'm eating at a restaurant, I don't touch my phone and stuff like that. Like in those kind of situations, but I think it's like when you're on your own, it's that moment where you're just like, oh wow, like you know, I need to stop working, I need to stop doing this, and this literally just kind of like find myself in this chill absolutely good 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 <laughs> but yeah we're kind of off topic but in this episode we're actually going to talk about like personal branding and how to deal with crisis i'm sure we've seen on twitter as like two marketers looking onwards or looking outwards sorry at crisis is unfolding so i guess the kind of first question i'd say is who do you actually think should build a personal brand and why? Hmm, that's a really good question. I think this is a, this is a, it's an, it's a multi-layered one because I get booked into host sessions um, in corporate settings. So I guess um, organizations want their professional, you know, professionals who work for them to build their personal brand. And the reason that it, the reason why is because, once you once you know who you are and you're clear on your career trajectory and what it is you stand for, it makes it easier to navigate through certain spaces. So personal branding is really about kind of um, identifying um, what it is your strengths are, your core strengths, and what makes you unique. So I would definitely say um, professionals um, in, in a variety of spaces should really be paying attention to their personal brand, unless obviously there's no, you know, there's no power, you know, for them, if there's no power for them to do so. Although a lot of personal branding doesn't have to be the visible kind of outward facing stuff. Yeah. Personal branding also be the internal within the organization. So how do people remember you? What are you known for? Does your line manager or your boss um, consider you when it's an opportunity? That's what personal yeah. branding kind of is it's about, that brand legacy. And so professionals as well as entrepreneurs, because it, it would have been easy for me to say entrepreneurs, yeah. and business owners. Yeah. I do feel like it, it crosses a lot of, um, there's a lot of people who, who should be considering their personal brand. Absolutely. You know what? That's it's actually interesting you should say that because when you think of personal brand, you think, okay, this person, you know, the founder, the founder or something, or the co-founder, and that's all you think about in terms of personal brand. But also, like, you know, people who are actually employees who are also in positions of power, or even if you're not, I think it is important to kind of build your own personal brand for people to not only know you, but also to kind of see what you represent and who you are. And I think personality is obviously a big thing as well within business within just in generally in life and oh a lot of people kind of buy into personality too I know I've bought stuff from people because I've loved the founder I've loved the person who's kind of marketing it marketing it sorry to me so yeah mm-hmm. I believe that is a big thing <laughs> that's it and Elizabeth I think another aspect of that and and, and again it's that's why I was really clear to start with professionals because I think we can e- 
easily pull in entrepreneurs, founders and business owners. That's not difficult. But what I would like uh, your listeners to kind of consider and anyone who is using this podcast as a resource for their own personal development is, you know, think about the value you're adding in any space. And also remember that the work isn't enough. As much as, you know, we've been taught um, through our journeys uh, in society that, you know, go to school, do yeah. the work, get, you know, X, Y, Z. But actually, like you rightly said, you hit the nail on the head. It's not just about um, how well you do the job. Yeah. It's also about how well people receive you, how they yeah. perceive you, how they respect you. Yeah. And it's also about the relationship building right so you know you can't just assume you know I've, I've had so many conversations and when I do my whether it's a training or if I do, give a talk give a speech or if I meet just one-to-one have a conversation with somebody so many people are just frustrated because they're like oh you know I was top of my class or I did this at university and now I'm in the world of work and whilst <laughs> they're getting the they're not getting the promotion in the way that they think they should be getting the promotion yeah because they're getting over because you know, their manager or their team leader or their employee thinks that they're not ready or yeah. they're not quite there yet. Even if they think they are, but because they're not showing it through their personal brand, yeah. their, you know, their boss doesn't necessarily trust. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack, but I hope that that makes sense. That's why it's not just for the others or the boss or the leader to have yeah. a personal brand. It's you as an individual, wherever you are. Um, in your career or your business, even if you're a solo a solo um, practitioner or a, um, self-employed. So when it comes to like small businesses, because this is a conversation I've had with quite a lot of people, um, do you think that the founder should make themselves the face of their business? I'm just kind of talking like personal branding and stuff like that. Do you always feel like the founder should be a face of the business or do you think faceless businesses are still kind of for the win? So this is it. So I love what you just said, a face as opposed to the face. So you can be a face of the business. And, you know, at the end of the day, when, the, when, when, you know, um, anything happens, whether, it, whether it's good or bad, somebody needs to be, you know, the brand ambassador or held accountable, right? Yeah. So you, I feel really important to recognize that whilst, you know, you're, you can have faceless businesses to a degree. I, I, I'm trying to th- think about any business, even the businesses. So for example, some of the more traditional sectors, um, some of the, the things that we take for granted, whether it's gas, electricity, whatever. Yeah. Even at those levels um, of business, the CEO still has to put themselves forward, right? Whether it's the uh, uh, AGM, you know, the AGM, or yeah. whether it's a conference, yeah. CEO is still the ample of that organization. So there is always a face of a business, right? Now, ultimately, you don't have to be the face. The problem yeah. starts to arise when people become the only face. Or, yeah. you know, and again, it really depends on the type of business. Some businesses rely on, and you, you said something really important earlier, rely on that personal relationship with the founder. Yeah. So you've got to take your time to consider what is the value you're adding along the, the not only the PR and reputational um, process and journey, but moving on to the marketing and then through to the sales. So what is it? Why are you the face of the business if you yeah. are the face of the business? And what value is it adding? You know, there's a lot of uh, amazing... That's very, uh, that's very, very important. Yeah. Because I don't think that's something really to consider. Like, why are you actually the face? Is it because you have like an ex, like, you know, this is something that you study, something that you've kind of mastered and you're an expert in. So let's say, let's talk about skincare. Like it's something that you've, I don't know, trained in, something that you went to uni for, done a master's, it's something that you could actually genuinely contribute. Or is it more of an ego or something that the um, idea that you just want people to know who you are and to know that the fact that the success is behind you 
or is it something that you can actually genuinely contribute? Absol- oh my goodness, this is it. And it's, I'm so glad you've got it so quickly because I don't think, so some, you know, people don't always understand that. And, I, and there's a lack of sometimes self-awareness. And you see, this is, and we'll talk about it later in terms of the crisis and why sometimes if you don't recognise that, then you can be the cause of the crisis. If you're a founder yeah. who's putting yourself at the, at the forefront all the time because you're so ego-driven that it has to be about you, when things go wrong, it can it can actually make things even worse, right? Yeah. Because now people are tying everything to about you. the business to you. And we, yeah, we can talk about some examples. So I'll try not to name any brands to be careful so you don't get any legal calls. But I will give some <laughs> examples later. <laughs> Is is there anyone that actually that you think has has a good personal brand? Like, um, there's a few people that I follow. I don't follow too many founders, but I do follow like um the founder of like House of CB, Connor Walker. I think she has quite a nice personal brand in the sense that she's though she talks about her business, she kind of mixes it with lifestyle. And she, yeah, I really enjoy kind of her personal brand. She'll always talk about the business side and she'll always talk about the lifestyle side. She'll talk about her staff and she'll talk about the campaigns. And she's very much kind of well-rounded in that sense. But it's not one of those things where, like you are saying, if there's a crisis, you attach just her to it, that you're more going to make the, the actual company, you understand that there's like a other driving force around her. And she makes that very clear that it's not like you're going to DM Connor Walker and be like, hi, this has happened with my order. Like, it's not going to work like that. <laughs> I love that example. And she was going to be one of my examples, actually. I, um, and I've been noticing it more and more in the past um, couple of years, how, she's re- how good she is in terms of how she speaks mm. to her audience. And she, there's a relatability there, but also it's that, that line, you know, there's this thing where, like you've perfectly described, you can't, you, you're not, don't DM her for nonsense, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time she recognises, she recognises that, you know, her, her, her audience is really important and she's an inspiration to us, you know, a subset of that community. Yeah. Um, but you also, you're also able to differentiate between yeah. her and the brand. And I think that's what, that's what's really important. We, we need more business i think i love that as a, as, a, as a woman in business we need more business women lighter because she's she's a she's a highly successful multimillionaire. yeah and um, she's, relate- she's become very relatable even though maybe her account's not relatable but you can relate <laughs> <laughs> you can relate to her yeah and, and you, you can relate to her but you can also i don't i don't i don't necessarily i see it when it comes up with my time i don't follow her yeah. so if she's listening i'm sorry but I don't follow, <laughs> but um, is the fact that she's there's a relatability there, um, but she, you know, she keeps it quite real. Yeah. Um, but there's not an I, I don't know. You can tell me there's not an e. I get the sense I could be wrong, but there's not an ego driven way in which. Oh she yeah, absolutely. Things absolutely, and I think she's definitely mastered that. Like you know, when when there is a crisis, really kind of dissolving it quickly publicly and respective like respect respectively i said that so wrong yeah. <laughs> but you know like <laughs> there's I, i've come across founders who will talk nice to you on your purse on the business account and then like you know they're the founder and you go to their personal account and they'll be like oh these customers oh these people oh my, and no way. and to me that i've always found that kind of crazy because it's like you do realize we know you're the founder <laughs> so like you can't be like that on one page and not like that on the, like different on the other but i think she has that genuine like you know 
understands and then the thing is the consumers sell the brand for her like there's countless times i've seen um house of cb and people are like no this quality is unmatched you know i love all this stuff yeah. and if someone's been like you know i'm not feeling it she's always been like you know i respect your i respect that do you know what i mean i'm not gonna force it yeah. down the throat. and i yeah. think a lot of people you see, like, so- sorry carry on go on you go go i love that I was going to say, you know, some founders, like, you know, obviously it's your business, it's your baby, get offended when people criticise or don't like the brand and then kind of turn to this platform and express it. And it's a lot of, like, it's personal to them. So this is it. So I think you, and I know you asked me who my, who my favourite person was, but I think this is a really good case study. Connor's a really good case study. So she's been able to different, like, if you go on the House of CB pages or whatever, it's House of C, it's the business, right? Yeah. It's not, she's not running any of those pages. When you go into all her, her shops, she's not in the shops. Right, she's the founder. She's the the visionary behind it. But it's not you. You know, there's a separation, a distinction between her and the shops. Even though she's the founder, now she's able to talk as an ambassador on behalf of the shops and yeah. the brand and talk about it. But it very there's a clear clarity there. And you've hit the nail on the head in terms of they're the, the not taking things personally because she's also she's done the work to differentiate. Because there's a lot of founders who take like criticism personally yeah and they don't see quite often even though even though we know the customer is not always right necessarily yeah. but we have to respect the customer but you can take the feedback and see that okay even if they're not right i can learn from this so she's been yeah. able to remove herself in a power in a good way that shows how you can use your personal brand strategically without being all, you know, enveloped and encompassed by the brand. So even though people associate with her, she, that's not, like, it's not the only thing about her. Yeah. Um, and I love it, really, you know, just to touch on that really quickly about her customers have become her ambassadors. Yeah. The customers of CB are now so her followers are now ambassadors and also the customers of the House of CB are her ambassadors. And that's what everybody should really be aiming for, right? And that's why I use the example of even in the world of work, what you want from your personal brand is the people around you. Once you've, once you've done, a, you know, once you are who you really are, the people around you, your team are your ambassadors. You end up with people who, when they see an opportunity, they're like, oh my gosh, I remember this person. I remember Elizabeth. I'm going to put her up for that. I'm going to put her forward for that promotion or whatever because I remember yeah. her. Same way with the House of CB, people will say, look, the quality of these dresses are, you know, top notch, better than, better than the, the quality of um, dresses in another brand. So yeah. it's, it's things like that we'll always um, pay attention to when we're looking at personal branding. So as someone who obviously works in like PR, this is obviously a big thing. Like, how would you best advise someone to handle so let's say I'm really annoyed I've started my whole thread on I always use Twitter because I feel like Twitter is like the most immediate like quick quick and whatever or Instagram stories and I'm talking about I'm criticizing how would you advise your client like okay this is how we deal like because I feel like everyone should have a crisis management plan in place because you know you are going to get people I've had clients who have dm'd on Instagram and be like oh you know kind of really gone into a rant and they're like I'm gonna go um if you don't like help me I'm gonna go on a full-blown social media um blowout and (laughs) I won't lie to you it makes me laugh a lot because (laughs) it's funny but you know where we are in a world where like you know that could actually break your brand so how how do you advise clients on handling social media criticism so i I love what you just said because i see it you see the thing is 
um, we have to remember that there are certain personal brands, individual brands, individuals, influencers, whatever you'd like to call it, who have built a brand based on that kind of reactionary, outrage-driven kind of that, that, that energy, right? So what I think is happening is because certain people have built their brand on, say it as you see it, you know, dragging people. And, you know, I, I don't even, like, this is what I see sometimes. I think some people forget that that's, there's not a place for that all the time. And you've got to be strategic, especially if you've got a business, right? And if you, if you are not your business, like, so some people are actually their business. So some people yeah. are speakers or influencers, they are their business. But if you are a business owner with a, you know, a tangible item or a service, you, you have to recognize that you, that you don't, the, the, the rules don't, the same rules don't apply to you as they would to just anybody, okay? Yeah. Unless you've got nothing to lose, right? Oh, if yeah. you're already arrived and you're a multi-millionaire billionaire and you don't feel like you've got anything to lose, fair enough, you know, if that's what you feel like you want to do, fine. But I would say, I would say the first thing to do, especially when you're, you know, you're getting, um, a lot of like if your brand is trending and you're getting a lot of critique online criticism online i would say take a moment to really take stock either yeah. with somebody else not you as an individual that's why it's important to have a team so yeah. i have a, i have people who are outside of myself who i can go to yeah. to discuss certain things and that's what every business owner should have yeah to assess it like what is the problem what are people saying and why are they saying it because yeah. they may well have a point problem could be your business or could even be you so figure yeah. out what it is so you're not taking it so personally yeah so and then don't you know don't immediately jump in mm -hmm. i definitely say address the fact that you have seen that there's a problem and yeah. you will be you, you'll be back online to address that problem but i would definitely say do not respond with your emotions yeah. unless you're ready to deal with the, the the subsequent backlash because what if we if we react and respond to our emotions initially, immediately, sorry, what tends to happen is we just get more of the very thing we're trying to fight against. Um, so you've got to really think, think of, of that. And just think of the best way to communicate, um, even whether it's an apology or addressing something or being held yeah. accountable, whatever it is, think about whether it's a video or a statement. Not a note, I prefer it not being a notes. Oh and, my God, like to wrong. <laughs> Please write a proper statement on a proper Please. document and, you know. <laughs> I beg of you. There's Canva. If you need to go to Canva... Please, like I don't think how many times I've said this on probably every episode. I just whisper it at the end. Don't yeah, please. Like, oh. I don't, like nowadays, it's just like an admission of guilt, even if it's not. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It just makes you look like you're not taking the thing seriously, in my opinion. Like, come on. <laughs> oh my goodness! But I would definitely say once you've issued your and you know if you feel like a statement is necessary again. So it really depends. Like, again, it really depends on the type of crisis that you, you become embroiled in um, so really consider what's the most appropriate and effective means of communicating to your audience but definitely if you're angry and emotional step away and yeah. and again like I said speak to somebody else or re reassign it to somebody else reassign even just the assessment of it to somebody else until you yeah. pull down and yeah. you've got a, a, a little head I think that's definitely important and I was actually I was obviously I list, watch your YouTube and you did something called like criticism and feedback and I think that's actually quite important um to think about even though like we say you know it's known that the customer's always white in quotation marks but I guess <laughs> where you, I guess you have to learn where you what you answer and what you don't answer and what is like genuine criticism and feedback and what is 
just slander I guess yeah. yeah so how do you kind of differentiate those type of things and what actually deserves your energy right okay so I, I love that you use the word slander I've noticed that a couple of times in terms of people you know there've been cases um where people have just made stuff up um yeah. and if you're you know you've got a you've got a good team or you're smart you can easily show the fact-based information so i remember remember the whole situation of easyjet um where yeah. it the of the backless the backless um chair went viral but mm. the the person who tweeted it didn't really come across as a joke to be honest it came across like he was trying to say like, no we've really. got to the point now yeah is making people sit on backless chairs well, when it really was it was it was it was that was false. They had to stay there for a moment before they, they sat in their um, actual chair. Um, so when something like that, it's quite easy to discredit that, right? Yeah. But you have to come back up with information. When it comes, with critis- when it comes to actual criticism versus feedback, feedback gives you an opportunity to learn and sometimes gives you recommendations. So actual yeah. useful Something you, something you can use and take back. That's why a lot of businesses, you know, some businesses do surveys because they want that to learn and grow. Criticism sometimes comes from a place of negativity. Not always. Sometimes they also want you to learn, but it, it usually comes from a place of negativity, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't often come with a, um, with a with a way of resolving it. So, for example, you know, if somebody's written a book, right, and yeah. it's a really popular, and then somebody's read it. And they just do not like the book. Yeah. There is nothing the author can do to change the like. If the book, the book is free, the most people like the book, but there's two, you know, ten percent of people just don't like the book. But yeah. that's because that's just their personality. They're they're biased. They're but they're going to criticize the book based on their personal preference. Yeah. And there's nothing you can really do to change that. And 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 there's nothing really you can you can do to kind of get away from that because you can't please everyone yeah so you have to be for that kind of thing where you get criticism that's based on people's personal response and perceptions of your business or service and like i said like i said like earlier there's you, you can't you can't well hopefully i said it earlier you can't please everyone so <laughs> yeah. you have to rec- do the best do the best you can learn from it and when you get criticism of any sh- shape or form you can be discerning and figure out whether this is something that you can learn from feedback usually though is something that you can definitely learn from and take away and, and, and become better um in your business or your work absolutely and i guess do you think that people should start looking into more kind of consultants and people who i guess are a bit more expert in these fields because obviously in this world of like social media and like urgent replies you know and also just people generally not being able to outsource i guess when do you think it's important for people to start looking into like these kind of people who could come in and generally teach and train or actually be the person that responds to these sorts of things this is a really good question because i i think that everybody should most small business owners small to medium i mean the large businesses already have uh teams you know they have teams whether it's pr teams you know teams who understand how to handle prices yeah um, so they already have that but when you're really small whether you're a micro or small business you don't necessarily have that. And I think it's important to, to have a, a lot, some time and, and, and funding a budget to having that as a, as a plug-in. And it, could, it can either be, you know, an overall training once a year yeah. or, you know, 
attending, you know, sending some of your team members and your staff to an event or you as the founder going to an event. So if you can't afford a consultant, there's a lot of resource out there that will enable you to at least learn about the space and learn about the things you need to do in in readiness so to prepare yourself and I love what you said earlier about every business should really have um, a crisis plan already it doesn't matter you don't wait for a crisis yeah. have something ready you can look back on okay what what do I need to do if something goes wrong what do I need to do to ensure that we don't kind of completely make things worse um, so I, I think um, most small businesses and, and, and micro businesses should really have that uh, in place and have somebody at least have it, uh, have an awareness of who they can go to, who they can plug into when they need and not necessarily wait until they need it. But, you know, yeah. as we know, a lot of people, they wait until they need it at the last minute. So, but it is really important and it's a worthy investment because like you rightly said, this is a social media, digital age. It's, it's constant. And, you know, there's small businesses that can be made or bre- made or broken on the timeline. So you've got to start being more conscious of how your reputation is built, not only online, but offline and how it works together. Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, I feel like you're so, you're very, very resourceful, very resourceful. But just to kind of, I guess, to wrap up anything you could um, say to anyone who's on their own doing it and doesn't have these resources, because I think we often, I often sometimes, you know, it's not like not everyone has everyone and who's really mm. just doing it on their own, can't really do anything in terms of building a team yet. And just like what kind of advice would you give them what would be your key advice from a PR professional to just give them while they're trying to work on their small business alone awesome thank you that's a really great question I would definitely say there's a lot of free information and pay for information right so yes pay for stuff pay for um, books lots of course there's courses you can attend seminars you can attend and there's lots of free information YouTube you mentioned my YouTube channel there's your podcast there's a lot of the, the beauty of the, the digital age is there's a freedom of information. There's so much stuff. So you have to def- decide what is it that you're looking to uh, improve on and work yeah. what areas you feel like you're weak on and you need to improve on. And either invest your money or invest your time. Yeah. Um, there's not really much, I don't think there's much excuse unless you're using your own self, negative self-talk. You know, some people don't like to go to events or networking because they're not confident. But, but if, you, if, if you get out of your own way, you should really get into those spaces. Um, and I definitely start to um, follow the right people. So yeah. when I say the right people, there are lots of great, um, whether they're PR influencers, com- communications influencers, yeah, marketing influencers, follow on social media. Um, follow them and get to know them. And I think that's that will really help. Yeah. And speaking of events, I'm just going to like plug mine, but I actually do have a freelancer and social media. Literally said that wrong. <laughs> I'm a freelancer <laughs> and small business mixer coming up with WeWork on October 3rd. And you can probably find that all on my social, but I'll probably leave it in like the notes of this event. But yeah, that's also a good opportunity to come and meet other like, like-minded business owners and people in different fields you could collaborate with but that's excellent love it well done that's what we want to hear we want to get more people out there and mixing and learning from each other and i host um on ariastupr.com i have some events once in a while and i get invited to speak at different events too so 
Um, I'm very passionate about making pe- making sure people get offline. <laughs> yeah, same. You know what? So am I. Like I started. This was I did. This is my third mixer, and I did the first one because I actually just wanted to meet people. So I was like, I'm gonna make it an event for other people, but it's really for me. <laughs> and I <laughs> meet people within like small businesses and freelancers. And the first one, I made it into like a networking bingo. So you like submit what you do, and I turn it into a bingo card. And you go around finding people on your bingo card. And it was really enjoyable. So I ended up doing a second one and a third one with WeWork. So, yeah, I think that's so important just to see what different people do. And also just to, you know, network collaboration is important as well. So, yeah. And getting out your house. (laughs) Really well done. We need more like that. Well done. How could people find you? Just to wrap up, how can people find you? Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy to locate. Maybe not physically, <laughs> but <laughs> virtually. So I've got, um, I've got, I've got two main websites. My, my personal website, which is my eponymous website, ronkelawild.com, and my business website, which is ariatu, P-R-A-R-I-A-T-U-P-R.com. And then I'm across social media, um, on Instagram, YouTube, as you mentioned, love Twitter and LinkedIn. So yeah, they can find me on, you know, anybody can find me on these. If you guys want to find out more about Pids & Co, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pids Co, which is P-U-D-S Co. And yeah, we'll leave everything else in the description box. And I'll see you guys in two weeks.